This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Guys, breaking news. Breaking news that has happened four days ago. The Dolphins released their initial depth chart of the 2023 season. Here we are. We're going to dive into it. We're going to see what we learned. We're going to see maybe some there's some hints about what they're going to plan to do against the Falcons. Maybe later on this preseason, maybe we'll see some risers at maybe tight end, defensive tackle, but we will have to see. Guys, to set this very, very important topic off, the Dolphins listed 12 players as starters last year. Both Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert were running backs. That stuck out as being a little unusual, starting two running backs. What sticks out about this depth chart where you're just like, wow, what, where did we miss this? How did we miss what's actually happening um, according to the coaches so far? You know, I don't think there are any starters that stand out as, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. You do get the dual running back starters again this year with, with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. But some of these backups, man, like you do wonder – if this is more of a nod to, Hey, you guys have been around a while and we want to show you some respect and, and you grasp the system a little bit better than others. So we'll, we'll, we'll bump you up here. But like when you look at somebody like a Cedric Wilson uh, listed as a second team receiver over somebody like Braxton Berrios, that feels a little disingenuous based upon the practice reports coming out of training camp because it does feel like Braxton Berrios has been primarily that number three receiver for the Dolphins in practice, manning that slot role. So to see somebody like Cedric Wilson ahead of him, that did seem a little um, curious to me. And then on the other wide receiver spot, you had River Craycraft listed as a second team receiver ahead of Chosen Anderson, Robbie Chosen, whatever they're calling him now. And even Robbie Chosen, who as of late has come on strong, but seemed to be in the doghouse a little bit based on the amount of reps he was reportedly getting. Uh, he's ahead of Eric Azucama, who had a little bit of a, an injury scare, but has been back and also has been making plays. So I think that wide receiver depth chart is all out of whack. They got me all crossed up here. Um, and I'd like to see how that changes as the preseason progresses here. Yeah, it's not Taco Charlton on there, right? <laughs> I see a defensive end, Charlton. I'm like, they didn't just. Uh, leave him there. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you, when you talk about wide receiver three, you definitely got to bring up Robbie Chosen. How dare you just say Braxton Barrios? But um, that stood out for me. And then, I mean, I know that it was probably an accident, or they're just showing that when Jalen Ramsey comes back, he's going to be the starter. But seeing him right there in the front, even after everything that went went on, I was like, 
um, you know, put put him down, man. We know we know what happened. You don't have to have him in the top of the depth chart just to fool us. So um, other than that, nothing too crazy. Interested to see the way this whole thing plays out and how serious he is about Craycraft and Cedric Wilson being ahead of Barrios and Chosen because, uh, like Merrick said, a lot of those guys have been making plays. I mean, even today I think Chosen Anderson had two touchdowns and drills, had a drop, but, I mean, he's starting to come on and really impress these last few days, it seems. Some little, a little bit of context. Last year on Miami's initial depth chart before the first preseason game, Preston Wilson Williams, was listed. Even. Williams, even. Yeah, yeah. Here, here I am, not knowing these names. But yeah, Preston Williams was listed in the first training camp last year as a second team wide receiver. That kind of implies how much can change. I don't think he made it to the regular season with the team. So guys, looking at this list. Too soon. I'm sorry, Josh. I know I know that hit a chord. Uh, looking at Cedric Wilson being that number three, River Craycraft at net number four, and so on and so on. Who's going to be the biggest mover in all this? You think? Because mark my word, write it down. I think River Craycraft's going to be sticking around that number three, that number four wide receiver at the absolute worst. I, I think we're underrating what he just knows about this offense and what he can do because of that. Well, River Craycraft, you're right. Second year in in the system, comes over from San Francisco, so he even has some extra time in the system, you know, that Shanahan system. One one thing one thing that he has and one thing that he does that Robbie Chosen doesn't do is he plays special teams. He plays a lot of special teams. So if it comes down to River Craycraft versus Robbie Chosen for that last wide receiver spot, I could absolutely see River Craycraft uh, getting the job based upon his special teams uh, skills. But like I said, the last, you know, he might have started off slow or he might not have been getting as many reps as some of the other receivers. But over the last two, three practices, it does feel like Robbie Chosen has been given an opportunity to shine, whether that's because they want to see him get more reps to see what he can do with them. Um, or it's because they feel better about him. They feel like he's grasped the system a little bit more and they do want to see him in that wide receiver three role because nobody's passing to uh, or excuse me, Tyreek or Jalen Waddle uh, minus injury concerns. And there was a little bit of that with Jalen Waddle today. It is looking like he'll be all right. Maybe just got the wind knocked out of him, which, uh, which is a good thing. So hopefully that sounds like uh, a body touch. Yeah. Hopefully that <laughs> that's a good one. Hopefully that remains the same, but, uh, but Robbie chosen has been balling out these last few uh, practices with the added extra reps. He's kind of a, a weird guy. He's a weird character. Everybody saw that press availability where he whispered his way through it. But I remember a certain running back uh, that we all know and love who who wore a, a Saints helmet during an entire press conference earlier in his career before becoming a star running back uh, named Ricky Williams for the Miami Dolphins later on. So, yeah, he could be a weird guy. He could be a weird cat. But I like the idea of Robbie chosen in this offense. I like another speedster. If we're going to, if we're going to say speed kills, let's just kill him with as much speed as humanly possible and send him deep and, and open up these routes underneath for, for Tyreek and Jalen. So I like chosen. Hopefully the coaching staff is coming around on him and, and learning to like him a little bit better as well. But if it comes down to either chosen or Craycraft for that final spot, like I said, I could see Craycraft getting it uh, based on his special teams work. And I know that would make, one Joshua Houts, very, very sad. Yeah, I already planted my flag on Chosen when um, I think you wanted DeAndre Hopkins and it was in our make-believe world, and I also like DeAndre Hopkins, but I think I said we were okay with Robbie Chosen. So, yeah, um, I would be very sad to see him go. For me, Jake, the biggest mover, if you're looking at this entire depth chart, is probably Cam Smith, right? I mean, he's back there behind Noah Igbenogany. 
Nick Needham's ahead of him, you know, Justin Bethel in the other cornerback spot. I mean, I see Cam Smith moving up that uh, depth chart, especially if everything that we continue to hear during camp. I mean, every day it's coming out that he has a pass breakup. We know the Dolphins have a need there now at corner. So I see Cam Smith shooting up this depth chart. But uh, like you mentioned, don't put too much stock into this thing because the unicorn was at the top of the wide receiver depth chart just a year ago. I like cornerback, though, Josh, because as, as Merrick mentioned, um, there's two guys right at the top of it who aren't practicing in Jalen Ramsey. And even I, I don't think Nick Needham has returned to the field right uh, yet. Right. So that's two guys right away that are just off the books. So can you rank them for me, Josh? You know, you have Xavier and Howard starting on one side. Can, can you give me your throw a dart at what you think the depth chart behind them, excluding maybe Needham and, and Jalen Ramsey might be? Yeah, that's tough. Cause I just still don't know if Kohu's better on the outside or playing nickel like they planned. So I'll say it's going to be Xavier Howard and then opposite of him, I'm going to go out there and say Cam Smith. I'm going to say Cam Smith sooner than later will be opposite of Xavier Howard. I mean, looking at it, Needham's not healthy like you mentioned, and Igbenogany behind him. Oh, there is Eli Apple lingering too. So Yeah, but um, right now Eli Apple is listed as a fifth-string cornerback <laughs> on this team, which does seem a little strange. Right. But then you look, you look at his contract, and his guaranteed money is actually very, very low. So he could easily be cut, and the Dolphins wouldn't owe him very much of anything. Oh, that's tough. Josh, If I, I'll even give you an escape. Who are the three on the field? Can I give you that? So you have X, and who would be the other two on the field? Yeah, I'll go X, Co- X, Kohu, and I'll go Cam Smith. I mean, we're talking week one, probably not, but I think for more games this year, Cam Smith's going to be that guy. I think so. I like that we uh, are not writing off Noah Igbenogany anymore. That feels good. That finally feels good. I mean, that he was leaving a sour taste feels in like- all of our mouths for the last few seasons because he was a first-round selection. You know what I mean? It's like, like if – Igbenogany was drafted in the fifth round and then played like he played. Nobody would give a shit, but he was a first round pick and he was just so uh, just, just glaringly awful in almost every opportunity he was given sans the, the game winning interception against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football last year, um, which was great. But other than that, he's just been just literal garbage, just awful, but not anymore. (laughs) Apparently the scheme switch has uh has has clicked for Igbenogane and apparently he's doing well in this more zone based system. So I'm excited that Igbenogane um is kind of turning it on a little bit and, and he seems like he's matured quite a bit. He's he's a likable guy. You saw his his media availability from a week or two ago and you know he he seems at peace with himself. And if he's got that inner inner happiness and that inner peace, you know, that, that could translate to, to better play on the field. You know, maybe things are swirling around in his head a little bit less and he's able to ju- just focus on playing ball. So I'm rooting for Noah Igbenogany. I'm, I'm no longer going to be a, a Noah Igbenogany hater. Um, so I think, I think we'll actually see Noah Igbenogany man the outside corner position, at least in week one opposite Xavier Howard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Josh, you look like you were itching to say something there. 
No, but I, I don't want to just crap all over Noeg Benogni after he said that nice speech. So I'll just go let it go. I was just gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna, I'm, we, we ride or die with Noeg Benogni. If he's out there, I mean, we can sit here and make all the jokes we want, but at the end of the day, we'd rather see him having success, getting that game stealing interception than us, you know, oh, there's Noeg Benogni in coverage, whiffing on a pass in the air. I mean, I'd much rather be sitting here cheering on Noeg Benogni. So yeah, sign me up for that. But That's I think we're just let, I think we're just going to be end up in heartache either way, right? I mean, we can sit here and get hyped and pretend that we're excited, but it's going to lead to heartache. Either way, any, we're still Dolphin fans. Any thoughts on number forty nine, Perry Nickerson? Uh, what linebacker is he? A linebacker? No, new, newly signed cornerback. Uh, I believe he was an undrafted player uh, a couple of years back. Very fast, uh, according to you know all those internet experts out there. Um, special teams guy, maybe? but I, I figured maybe we could become the official Perry Nickerson podcast. We could, we could, we could plant our flag on his future success. What do you think? You ha- like, it's such a hard <laughs> position. Cause like, you know, Eli Apple, I don't, I think there's even, he's going to be the, the, there's just so many guys at that. I, I'd love to find some guy who kind of stands out here as being just kind of unique and, and love to root for him. Tino guys, Ellis, Miles Dorn, any of those Tino guys? One. Tino, I, I, I'm in for a Tino. Actually, if, if we could find like a burly sounding lineman to kind of just play. I mean, Lester oh, okay. Cotton is a great name. We could that is a good Lester. one. Lester Cotton's a real good offensive lineman. Name. We, can we be the official Lester Cotton podcast? I'll, I'll sign up for that one. Yeah, but you got to trade in all your uh, Solomon Kinley uh, tweets oh. and, and jerseys and all of cheeks. <laughs> oh man. We would think, think that think about how crazy that draft could have been the 2020 NFL draft for the dolphins, just Austin Jackson. if it works out, Robert hunt, if it works. And then I think Kinley was that same draft. I think in the yes, fourth he round, was. they yes, took he such was. a huge swing to try to fix that offensive line. Um, one final thing, guys. Let, let's talk running backs real quick. Is there anything to kind of keep in mind here when you have eight chain behind Gaskin on Met? Salvan Ahmed, excuse me, but also how likely are we to see a chain in special teams? He's listed as the number three kick returner. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Dude is fast. Like, like if, if you can get him the ball more often by having him play kick return duty or having him do kick return duties or possibly punt return duties uh, later on down the line, like I'm all for it. And it's one of those things where, you know, if you put another fast guy, Tyreek Hill, back there, we're all like, no, 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 we're good, we're good. Get him off the field there. Or even a Jalen Waddle, no, 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 we don't need to see him returning kicks. But like A-Chain, you know, knock on wood, we don't want to see it. But if by chance he was to get injured returning a kick, he'd be all right in that room with 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 Mostert and Jeff Wilson and, and a Savan Ahmed and maybe, maybe a Dalvin Cook. Um, we don't know. But I'd be all for A-Chain touching the ball a little bit more, even if it meant he plays special teams. This is yep. sensitive for Josh. I know that. Well, no, I was just trying not to laugh because he kept saying duty and duty and, and duty. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can definitely see him getting some of those uh, touches in the kick return, especially with most being ahead of the, on the depth chart. I mean, you don't want your RB one returning kicks, but then at the same time it is Raheem Mostert. So yeah, I think HN will probably be returning kicks sooner and later, but um I, I much, yeah, a little bit. I remember being so upset that they had him back to return a, you muted yourself there. Yeah, that's probably for the better. I said that. I said I remember them putting him back there in punts and that ruining his career, him getting hurt. But um, yeah, that, that's all a joke. One final question for you guys before we wrap it up: How what percentage of Miami's starting offensive line plays on Friday? They're starting offensive line for Week One. What percentage of that plays 
I'll go two out of five. Starts, starts, or plays at all? Plays at all. I'm going to go with 80%. I will go four out of five. I think the only one, uh, the only starting offensive lineman for the Dolphins who won't play Friday night, in my opinion, will be Teron Armstead. I think they want to see this group get some work, and I think this group needs the work. So, uh, And I also think that Liam Eikenberg will start Friday, uh, but that Isaiah Wynn will start week one against the Chargers at left guard. That's my prediction. He's smoking that Isaiah Wynn good stuff. Um, Yeah. I, I was going to say two, I think two out of five or Jake, I, I think Jake's pretty close to, to, but I can't say the same thing. So we'll say uh three out of five, three out of five starters. So, so we're, we're, we're leaning Robert Hunt and Connor Williams. I'd assume being those, those uh two other guys that stay out with Teron, and Teron Armstead. Armstead. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I think I have to plant my flag on the Connor Williams Hill just because I've defended him for so long. They've always ignored the high snaps. I just think that's, uh, one guy where I, I got to keep riding with it, you know, he, he was great last year. We just got to assume, uh, cross our fingers, close our eyes and pray that uh, Connor Williams is going to be good again. Yeah. And, and again, this is all the reports that he's been less than stellar during training camp. I mean, dude was worried about his contract all off season. Like, like he's just rounding back into football shape. So let's, let's give him a little grace here. Let's, let's have some empathy with the man. Who wins QB two? I know this is we're getting way ahead of ourselves, that, but that's very. I heard, I heard Mike White was uh, doing work today. There were some yeah, clips of him he, he's threading needles on. to chosen, and we hear Skyler Thompson was doing pretty well. So you guys, early on, I mean, we still got a few more weeks, but who, who's your QB two? To just to follow up and stack a question on top of that, Mike McDaniel came out and said that whoever starts this week will probably start a different week. Does that impact on how you feel or, or react to who's starting, knowing that no matter what happens, the other one's going to get a start too? Either way, I, I'm going to go full-blown Skylar Thompson. Let's do it, man. He almost beat the Buffalo Bills. I don't care about the stats. Scott, Mike White had a good day, but Skylar did have the game-winning uh, touchdown pass to Devon A. Chain to end practice as, as time ran out today uh, that allowed the Dolphins to beat the Falcons in this this mock game 21 to 20 today. So, yeah, I think I think if you ask me today, I lean Skylar Thompson due to his uh, his experience within the Mike McDaniel system. I think Skylar Thompson wins the QB two job. All right. I guess, I mean, I kind of was leaning Skylar Thompson too, but you both said Thompson. So I got to say Mike White, right? Just to make it interesting. Either way, it's not Teddy Bridgewater. That's what we have to look forward to. Either way, it's not Teddy. Detroit Lions. He's still hanging around. Got another year. Which is in Detroit, which is where I caught a pass from Teddy Bridgewater. So it all comes full circle. Let me ask you guys this. I'm sorry. We keep just going here, but does the QB2 change at all throughout the season? Not injury related. So, like, do we just wake up one week and all of a sudden it's, like, Skyler is ahead of Mike White and it's, like, week six and two are just through four. Like, it had nothing to do with the game, but just all of a sudden it changes. Is there any possibility of that, do you think? Possibly if Tua gets hurt then uh, and Skyler comes in and he, he, he plays like Skyler Thompson played during the playoff game last year, I think you might see Mike White come in and see if he can provide a spark to the offense. But I yeah, just don't I, want Tua to get hurt. Man. No, come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any. I don't want Tua to get hurt. But I do think it all comes down to his health. Obviously, I think if they go into the season Tua is healthy and they have you know Skylar Thompson's QB two, that probably will not change at all throughout the year. But if something happens and we're sitting here debating who the quarterback one is now that two is out, I mean, then anything could happen. So let's just pray. Let let us pray. You uh you you don't think that you think this battle ends when when training camp ends? I I'm just curious if it like there just happens to be a practice where McDaniel and 
and everyone walks off the field and they're like, you know what? Let's, let's bump this guy up just just because. It's it's like when you choose a starting running back, right? Sometimes Jeff Wilson would, would get that first play. I think when it comes to the regular season, there's only so many reps to go around at practice that they mm-hmm. – they really don't give that QB three too many reps. So I don't think there's a lot of opportunities for that quarterback to, to outshine QB two. So I think it would be more so on QB two, just completely crapping the bed, whoever that may be uh, Skyler or Mike white. Um, So if that person ends up just having abysmal practices day in and day out, then maybe you do see that QB three, get a, get a few more reps and maybe they jump them on the depth chart, but we'll just have to wait and see, but hopefully that's a, a moot point. Uh, and hopefully Tua Tungabailoa stays healthy for all 17 regular season games and then deep into our magical playoff run that we're all predicting here. No better way to end a podcast than with some QB2 talk. Talk about August 9th.